You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Yeah, and Casey, let's get straight into it for this offense. Uh, fans, I threw some numbers your way last week. I'm going to continue throwing some numbers your way. Casey, I'm going to start with my initial takeaway. And, and yes. I, I'm interested in your perspective, but my initial takeaway is from the offense perspective, Tom Brady, he lacked chemistry and this offensive group lacked chemistry. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just seemed like everyone had a bad day, but I really kind of want to hone in a little bit more on Tom Brady and, and look at some of his numbers. So Tom Brady, I sung his praises last week. He is, and I truly believe this one of, if not the greatest quarterback of all time definitely of this era for sure um his average completion percentage is for for the season is 68.1 casey that sits on uh fourth on the list of quarterbacks Mm -hmm. that have over a thousand passing yards this season so that's kind of how i like even things out so he sits right fourth on the list for the guys that actually like, you know, not just like in there one time to do a trick play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, today, his completion percentage was 62.5. Now, that doesn't seem like a huge drop off, but now put it into perspective. That 62.5 number, that's in between Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence on that same list that I just told you about. Such a weird perspective. That's less than that's less like of a completion percentage than Jameis Winston averages. What he did today, less out my water, Kaylee. (laughs) That's barely that's like 0.3% over what Carson Wentz averages. You didn't take it to the commandies. I did. I did. I went there. Again, rounding out this perspective, that Mm -hmm. same list that I just told you about, he would be 17th on the list in today's performance. Fourth on the list, normally 17th in today's performance. And so, Casey, it it just seems like coming off of last week when his chemistry with, with Chris Godwin, it was so great. It's like, the first two passes, incomplete pass, Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. incomplete pass. And I'm not saying all of this is on Tom Brady, but what I am saying is a lot leader, of and, and, and there is a decent amount of it that was on you. There, there were things that you, there were passes that you weren't making. There were things that were happening and it, and it's weird because I already talked about like, 
is Tom, are we getting like more of a human Tom Brady? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, you know, he's going to show off, like he's going to prove me wrong and he's going to show off, but he didn't. No, he did he not. Didn't. And he is seeming more and more and more human as this season goes on. And I don't like, I don't know whether to equate it to like, it's just a slow start. It's age. It's the lack of chemistry. It's the fact that, you know, he doesn't have the, the receipt. Like he's not, not all of his receivers are healthy. And so he's not able, is it the O-line, you know, which, which, you know, we're going to get into some stuff with the O-line. Um, but, but Casey, it just leaves you begging the question, what's happening with this team and why does it take so long for them to find a rhythm because there were some moments in there mm -hmm. where they had some good stuff. Tom Brady's pass to your guy, Kato and right late in the game. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But before that he had like, he had tried Kato and once before that, and it, and yep. it was an incomplete pass. So <laughs> it's, it, it just begs the question, why are you not hitting the hot guy? Mm -hmm. And what what's happening with this ebb and flow of chemistry. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to get into more of the O-line and whether this is on Tom Brady or whether this is on the O-line and a little bit, I went like I did a deep dive <laughs> into uh, in, in real great information numbers for you guys. But Casey on that note about, you know, we saw some glimmers mm -hmm. late with Kate Otten how do you feel about that? Cause he's your guy. You like to see him. Succeed, <sighs> but it felt like too little, too late. It, I guess we might as well get the trauma out of the way and just dive into this. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, and, and as you mentioned, Kaylee, it was, it was very much an inconsistency on a lot of ends, but you didn't see a, a clean performance from Tom Brady today. There were so many throws that were way too low. He wasn't setting his receivers up for the best route opportunities possible and then in certain circumstances too where I got most frustrated is you've got Tom Brady as your quarterback and he wasn't even making those tight spirals to either the back shoulder or center of the chest in tight coverage um he looked very readable in some ways today which is scary to think and yes eventually um 45 year old quarterback is going to show some some issues there and that wasn't entirely on the on the offensive line there was moments where he had a clear pass all day and completely, completely flopped it. I mean, the connections between him and Chris Godwin today were abysmal to watch. And as you pointed out, I'm a big Kate Otten fan. I've been high on this kid for a while. I'm high on tight ends, period. It was one of my favorite positions in this National Football League, along with the linebackers, if you will. And what made me frustrated as somebody that covers the team and what made me so angry as a Fan who's grown up watching this team her entire life. And I get it. We've been through it for times. Um, how, how do you come in here and, and look like you have no plan? The play calling was terrible. I almost feel like we're saying it every single week and somehow it still gets worse. How do you see things that worked last week and not build a game plan around it, not attempt to execute that. You're coming into a one in four team who lost half of their secondary. So could you imagine if a TJ Watt or a Minka Fitzpatrick was out there today? Oh my gosh. 
I don't even want to know what that score would be like. Obliterated. Obliterated. Wallace out. You've got all these guys in the secondary out. You've got one of the top contributing guys to the pass rush out. So you have this opportunity where you can take the little nuggets that worked last week versus a Falcons team. And I've said it from the beginning, the Falcons are not bad. The Falcons actually have some, some little pieces together that are helping them orchestrate very well. So you could have taken some things from last week, game planned accordingly around that and said, hey, opening up this game, let's try to get funky here. Let's try to get a little creative. Let's see what works. If it doesn't come second quarter, pivot back to a more simple structure. You know what I mean? But why would you not open the game going to a guy like Kate Otten, who started to pave the way for you last week, or Rashad White, who started to pave the way for you last week? It wasn't until those two kids got involved that they started actually generating offensive plays. You come out and still stick to the same old garbage that hasn't been working for you. And let's talk about back-to-back games of getting Mike Evans involved late. Late. You're talking about one of your best players. I am embarrassed. Mike Evans should have had a 100 yards today minimum. 100 yards minimum. And he barely broke 40. He barely broke 40. There was no game planning to have Mike Evans. I'm over here thinking, okay, one in four Steelers. Not that I underestimated them because I already had a thing about never underestimating this team against a desperate team again because of what I saw last year versus the Washington Commanders. But I definitely thought, hey, here's a game where they can start getting Mike Evans back in the 1,000-yard season column. Why not? And they did not do that. They waited late to get Mike Evans involved. Then you're throwing these awful passes to Chris Godwin, who's bouncing back from an injury to, by the way, the AC, the, the, the knee injury and the hamstring stuff. So you're not setting him up to stay healthy with these ridiculous dives. There was three different hits on, on Chris Godwin where I was like, wow, we're lucky that this isn't turning out any, any worse than it is. Um, good little note here. Bucks led in total yards, passing yards and first downs and still lost. That's disgusting. Only trailed Pitt in rushing yards by two yards. Disgusting. So I was just frustrated in so many ways, but the biggest thing is it looked like they came in here and had no plan whatsoever. And as you mentioned, it wasn't all on anybody's shoulders because I didn't feel like there was a leading quarterback out there today. No, I don't want to see smashed tablets and stuff, but he was eerily silent. There was there was the one moment when he went off versus the the offensive line, and I'm going to let you get in more into that here in a second. But like, he didn't even. It, I didn't see a fiery leader, and by fiery, I don't mean going off on people. But there was just no spark there. There was no chemistry there. There was no energy there. They were a very lifeless team to watch today. Yeah, especially offensively. And Casey, that takes me to my second point, which is. I don't see a backbone Mm-mm. on this team. I don't see a backbone offensively at all. You know, last year you had Bruce Arians and, and, and offensive, you know, like he had this mind and, and the way that him and Tom Brady interacted. And it seemed like, you know, there was le- with the Gronk, there, there was leadership, there was structure. Mm-hmm. There were people who did things. You knew the order about how things were going to go between the coaching staff, the players. There's no backbone. There's no no backbone on this offense. And you can take that in a number of ways. I'm talking about there's no backbone in terms of like, well, who's, who's holding everybody accountable? 
I don't see it. There's no backbone in terms of leadership. Who's stepping up and getting people hyped up? Who's really kind of honing in and giving the the pep talks to this team at halftime? Mm -hmm. I don't see it. Who is, who, who, who's making adjustments and I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see responsibility. I don't see leadership. I don't see creative. I don't see it. There's not a backbone. No, there's that's nothing a, interesting. That's a problem. That's a <laughs> huge problem. And so what you get whenever you don't have one leader or one structure taking responsibility and being the backbone, you get the blame game. Yeah. You get adults sitting and pointing the finger at each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get into this. Casey, here's the thing. I'm not mad that you're yelling at your offensive line. No. Tom, like, go, Yeah, they need to perform better. Mm-hmm. But so do you. And there has to be accountability on both ends. When you... Again, let me paint you this picture. Tom Brady is one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the entire NFL statistically. Painful. Now he does have, again, he is one of the fastest releases in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But this is this is taking into account multiple things in terms of how many blitzes one of the least how many hurry ups one of like it it, 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 like how many hits has he had how many times is he pressured like overall statistically he's one of the least pressured quarterbacks this year in this league and I'm not saying that the O-line is perfect there are times and statistics don't account for everything that Mm -hmm. it's impossible to do but you combine statistics with the football knowledge and what you've seen. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is the picture that it paints to me is not that this is all on the O-line because mm-hmm. it's not, but it's also, it's not that it's all on Tom Brady either. Like, did he have a bad day? Yes, he did. He mm-hmm. had an atypical day for Tom Brady. He had a bad day out there. There was no chemistry, but it's overall there, there just isn't somebody stepping up and that like, that makes a difference. I can't, I can't, you can't put a number on leadership. You can't Mm -hmm. put a percentage point on what leadership does to a locker room. And right now, no one is saying the buck stops with me. I'm going to take the responsibility. I'm going to own up. I'm going to be the man. I'm going to like take it on my, no one's doing that. Right. You know? And then even when you look at, okay, Kaylee, well, well, you know, you're telling me there's no backbone. Well, look at what Leonard Fournette does, Kaylee. You you sung pumpkin spice Lenny's praises last <laughs> week, Kaylee. What do you what do you think about Lenny? You're right. He's done fantastic, but he's also been inconsistent. And mm-hmm. it's not always his fault, but against Kansas City. He had three rushes for negative three yards. Again, I'm not saying that's a hundred percent on him. Mm-hmm. They like he only had three attempts, you know? Yeah. He had more, he had more targets of, you know, on the field, like to, to catch the ball than he had running the ball. Like that was, that was their game plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the right game plan. They lost the game. I mean, they, they tried to come back a little bit, but 
I'm not saying that this is all on Lenny, but what I am saying is that it hasn't been consistent. There's weeks where, you know, like against Dallas or, or, or like against Atlanta where he's just is carrying the team. And then there's weeks where, you know, he's getting 50 yards and you can't, he's a a heck of a player, man. Like whenever he, whenever he, he drug, like I legitimately, he drug, Mm -hmm. he dived past two people and then drug two people into the end zone for the Buccaneers touchdown today. So I'm not dissing Lenny, but what I'm saying is they don't have a backbone. They don't have a backbone to this team. And then Casey, as we get into defense, moving that even bigger, Mm -hmm. usually there is an identity to a team. They can hang their hat on their offense. They can hang their hat on their defense. (laughs) I thought this team could have hung their hat on both. They have the talent to be able to do that, but that's not what they've shown us. No. And almost every single time the offense struggles, you see the defense struggle as well. And there's not this consistency of, I know without it, even if the offense struggles, the defense is going to be there. Even if the defense struggles, the offense is going to be able to pick them up. You don't know that when you look at this team, because again, it's inconsistent. There's no identity. There's no real backbone to this team. And that to me is a huge problem as we get into the defense. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you said a lot of really important things there, especially regarding the backbone of a team. You're not seeing leadership. You're not seeing accountability. You're not seeing people really come off and be like, you know, trying to lift up the team as a whole, if you will. You just, you're seeing a lot of individual mental brainstorming out there that's not being linked together. And the sad part about it is in training camp, you're sitting here thinking this is a Madden team. Like they just pulled together and pieced together the best of the best. And I think that kind of carried out a little too much hype um, and a little bit too much of a focal point, if you will. And with that said, this team is only good on paper for the most part, especially when you're looking at this roster and what you know these guys can do as individuals, but they're not piecing it together. And that just adds to your point about identity. And a fan said that today when I was doing the game stream with Matt Matera, what's the identity of this team? And you, you couldn't pick up on it, you know? Now, what I'm hoping is that the same way that they somehow got that fire under their butt after an embarrassing loss to the Chicago Bears in 2020, this may be that turning point. This might be, but it's going to start at the head. The coaches have to get in that coaching room. They have to have some real conversations about what works, what doesn't work, and how they're going to start to change that. And they have to start changing it now. It's week six. So if there's something that you have to figure out, does it work, does it not work? Start now, but you can't go in there and keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. The actual definition of insanity. So the biggest thing is them finding an identity. What works for this team as a whole? This team needs to get on the same page. And Todd Bowles said something that really just kind of resonated with me after the the game in his press conference. And it was the fact that there's some guys still living in Super Bowl fantasy land. So with that said, how many people are going out to practice 
gassing themselves up about being the best of the best, but not letting that translate in a leadership way, not letting that translate in an accountability way, not letting that translate in a, I'm going to help out the guy to the left of me and the guy to the right of me way. So it just, there feels like there's too much individualism on this roster, a very talented roster, but they've got to put the pieces together if they're going to even have a shot of being in the playoff conversation. Cause what I saw today was not a playoff team by any means. And, you know, also to build off of the offensive line point, that's, we were talking with our producer about it, about the eye test versus statistics. And I know a lot of fans are very frustrated. Is it Tom Brady? Is it the offensive line? Imagine playing behind that offensive line. Yeah, that's partially an excuse, but we can't sit there and call him the greatest quarterback in the league and acknowledge the fact that he's one of the fastest releases. And when he has, you know, enough time to connect with guys that he has chemistry with, like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, he's not getting the job done. In the same sense, him being one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the league a lot of that can come as a hiccup to you know his left side his left the left side of that offensive line is is not getting the job done um I know that there's probably a big conversation to be had with Luke Gadecki and that's something else that was talked about a lot between me and Matt Matera at this point do you start considering putting Nick Leverett over there do you try to rotate out a versatile O-line that has you know a second and third string guys that were kind of competing in training camp it's like that competitive aspect from training camp just died once the 52 man roster was or 53 man roster was put in play. There's no competition there. Nobody's scared to lose their job. And my biggest thing before we switch over to defense that upset me with today with not building off of last week with not getting Kate and involved with not using Rashad white. And you saw Rashad white be successful passing wise sick. What did he have? First of all, both running backs <laughs> average three yards per carry. That's disgraceful. Then you've got Rashad White for four carries, 12 yards, three receptions, 11 yards. And then you've got Lenny, 21 carries for 63 yards, dumpster fire, six receptions for 38 yards, whatever. There's no game plan here. It looks like they're just running on the field and saying, have fun. And nobody's having fun anymore. And... They had a reason to play Kate Otten more. You've got somebody coming off of concussion protocol while there's all of this concussion drama going on in the NFL, and you didn't think as a head coach or an offensive coordinator, let's not completely throw Cameron Bright back into that tight end one position. Why doesn't he split those reps with Kate and who showed up last week? That was a great opportunity for them to do that, to alleviate the pressure from Cam Bright, not completely throw him back into that tight end one position, because unfortunately, we saw Bright go down listed as a neck injury and we're all praying for him and what my heart broke for his wife to, for them to have that go on an away game. But now you're probably down Cameron Braid again. And that's the time that you feel like is the only opportunity you should be passing to Kate Otten, who has shown you that he's trustworthy. That not only is he trustworthy in this sense and, and, and Casey, your frustration, it's valid because it, it, it like they needed to get him involved earlier at, especially like he's proven himself. He doesn't need to prove himself anymore. He's yeah. done the work and he's been successful. And not only has he been successful on the receiving end, but he's been successful in blocking. Like they set up one time today, which I, I thought was fantastic where, uh, Lenny sets up behind, uh, Kate Otten and mm -hmm. Kate Otten comes up, puts a monster block and Lenny just goes like mm -hmm. he's able to like really get some good yardage and that wouldn't have been possible without Kate Otten, but he lined up and it was like more of like a fullback type position that he lined up in. Why not you do that more? Why? Like that is 
that's something that can be done and should be done. And that um, you should be working on and yeah. mastering and cleaning up. It's and just so outrageous. It, it, fans, we know that you're frustrated. Jolly Rogers and Touchdown fans, we want to hear from you. So hit us up, Jolly Rogers TDS. Let us know, what do you think? Was it is, it, is it Tom Brady? Is it the O-line? Is it both? Does this team have an identity? Let us know what you guys think. And uh, and, and are you guys on the K-Dotten train just like Casey and I are? Because, uh, and if not, why? You know, who do you think that they need to go towards more? Uh, be, because we want to hear from you. There's a lot of questions. I know we There's all have so them right many now. Questions. There's a lot of frustrations. I know we all have them right now. As At this, this point, I wouldn't even be opposed to throwing some guys from offense to defense. 